everyone to another Slab Stocks Monday YouTube Live at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you all for coming. Today is a very big episode as we are talking about the new Slab Stocks and Card Ladder partnership, uh, data partnership and what this means for our content and for you all as viewers and engagers and uh, supporters that we do very appreciate. So this is a very big show. Um, I'm happy that you are here. I'm happy that Nate's here with me to discuss it all. And I'm very excited for today's episode because the entire card ladder team, the well, at least the three front-facing ones, there are more on the card ladder team, uh, but Chris, Christina, and Josh are all joining us come 6.15 Eastern time today. So the first 15 minutes, we'll be explaining what the partnership is, how it came about, um, all that stuff, and then we'll be jumping into the episode from there. But I just want to say thank you all for joining, and Nate, thank you as well. hey oh, excited for this. Yeah, very exciting. As you can see, I got a new background going here for our Slapstacks Live, but what I also have to add in is that I uh, made a mistake and I didn't fail to realize Oh, that is also my phone. Uh, I was trying to pull up the link here. But I also failed to realize that um, it kind of blocks it up there. It kind of blocks the little slab side slide, which is okay, which is okay. Um, got some people jumping in here. Jose, Jordan, Tony. I just Both Jordans. Comments at one time. Two Jordans, a Jose, a Tony, and a Big Daddy C. Liam, welcome, everyone. Uh, very much a look in the new year and happy new year to everyone too first episode since the new year of, of what year 2022 nate i'm on it i'm on it dude don't he worry got it we were on a meeting today and he said 2021 last uh two weeks ago he was talking about 2021 and was saying 2020 but aaron is finally up to date on what year it is congratulations well, you know what this this is the year of not arsenal i'll tell you that much <laughs> That's what they all say. 2022, the year of not Arsenal. We are upon it. Um, actually, just kidding. I really do actually hope that Arsenal gets top four because that makes for some fun Champions League, Nate, if uh, both of our teams are in it. Tell you what, if um, if they're both in it, when does Champions League play? Uh, like in, like In the fall and, fall and spring. Okay, so if they're both in it, come fall, second Slab Stocks team trip out to England. Yes, I endorse that all right we got to get going though for today because we have a big episode we have 12 minutes now to kind of go through some information before actually jumping in with the card ladder team so this was the post we put up on instagram on january 1st new year big partnership announcement um a lot of you here probably have followed oh well, some of you here have probably followed us for a long time um it, regardless if that's three years two years one year six months um if you followed us as soon as six months ago you would know that we were in the midst of a project called slab stocks pro when I started the company back in 2018, uh, that is quite some time ago now. Well, actually, 2017, I think, was when I had the idea, maybe early 2018. Um, I wanted to build a sports card market tracker that was similar to Yahoo Finance, but tracked sports cards like stocks. Um, that was the original idea for the company. And from there, Nate and I decided, oh, I decided, and then Nate joined me very soon after that, to uh, to launch content and to, la to launch um, audience-engaging information that we can help share and and connect with other collectors and talk about the increases and in, decreases in sports card values. And back then, not many people or really anyone was doing that, especially on Instagram, um, which is where we got our big start was on Instagram. So that was the idea with the company. That's the idea of why we started, you know, all this other stuff to go along with it. Although very soon after that, Nate and I realized that it would not be the sports card tool, the market tracker that would uh, really actually give us an opportunity to have a career and, and a life out of sports cards. Um, as we started to realize that the most important thing is the content and the audience. And the only reason why the, con no, the content is important is because of the audience. So we just want to give a big thank you to everyone, first of all, 
for following us, supporting us, and joining us on the journey. Um, while it was my vision and and hope that eventually we could launch a free sports card market um, data tool, which we did end up doing in June. Uh, we launched a beta first to our pre-registration list, which I want to thank everyone so much for believing in it in the first place and joining that pre-registration list. Uh, if you ever hopped on Slabstocks Pro um, and used it, we thank you for doing that too. But uh, you know, after it, it took about five months for us to finally decide that it just was not feasible for us to run it anymore. When I started, the reason why I wanted to start the sports card market tool for everyone, Slabstocks Pro, was because of the fact that there was none out there. And it was difficult to get your hands on data and want to find a way to do it. Um, we end up going about it in a very difficult way that we actually got close and we did put it out there and people were using it. Um, but it was just too unsustainable, uh, too costly. Um, the, 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 the not having a, a fully automated, integrated data feed was very difficult to run it. Um, and, and it took a lot of hard work, a lot of hours, a lot of resources between a lot of people, not just Nate and I sitting here, but many other people. And we thank everyone that helped us in doing that. But um, the real thing is, is that we learned a lot of lessons through that. And we really learned that we want to be here to create content, connect with the community and have data as a support in that. And by Card Ladder, which has made a second to none sports card market platform, which is awesome. I'm going to show it here in a little bit for you all who are not aware of what Card Ladder is or haven't used it. Um, it, it really is an awesome platform that tracks thousands of different sports cards and has some incredible features. And one of the biggest importances of the platform, in my opinion, is that they have all-time sales data history from 14 different sources. Um, this does not limit the scope of what values are being drawn in. Um, it is not just eBay as well as not just eBay. It's, it's not just uh, PWCC or Golden or MySledge. It's literally 14 different sources combined into one. And it's Which not I just auction it, prices. What? It's not just auction prices either. Correct. It's not just auction prices either. It's buy it now too. So there's a ton of benefit to Card Ladder. Um, they bring a lot of tools to the uh, use of the public, which I think go a long way as collectors and not only as investors, which is awesome to see. And uh, it really is out there to, to help the community. And the team that is behind it is just as good as the platform, but they're actually better. Um, which, which is, which is the awesome part about it. Cause as we know, Nate and I know throughout this time here, um, the people is what makes sports cards run without the people in sports cards. There are no sports cards. And without the people that create car ladder, Chris, Christina, and Josh, there is no card ladder. And we're not sitting here today, um, firing up this partnership here. So super pumped about it. Um, we are very excited about 2022 and what this is going to do for slab stocks content and for you all as, as viewers and, and audience, how much, leverage we're going to have creating content with all this data now like it's just going to be awesome to find out all these different market trends um nate anything else to add here before i roll through a couple of these slides um just i hadn't been on it a ton uh and then in the couple last couple of weeks jumped on it and um just blew me away the depth the uh thought put behind a lot of the a lot of the segments and stuff um, and the ease of use. So uh, I was blown away by Card Ladder, and I'm happy to be uh, partnering with them. And, and I think for us, like going through the process of attempting to do something that they did do, it just makes us very appreciative of even being able to do this with them because of how much work, like we know, went into this, this platform that they built. Like there's no question that this took thousands of hours from these three individuals and more to get this thing going. And, and it's probably pushing out a very large number at that. Um, so they, they've, they've been awesome. 
Um, and, and I'm very excited um, to welcome onto the show today. So we've got a few minutes here. So I want to walk through a couple of things here. Just as, here's a display of Slab Sex Pro. I forgot to flip to that um, for anyone that remembered uh, the dad platform we did. But here is where it's going to come into play. So this was one of the first content pieces we put up on Instagram using Card Ladder. Um, this is one of their charts. It's a three-month chart on Giannis Antetokounmpo 2016 Optic Hollow PSA 10. Um, and the nice thing about Card Ladder is that, like we Nate said, you know, this has on this chart, um, eBay, PWCC, both auctions and buy it now is all combined onto this chart. And if there were sales through my slabs or Golden or wherever, they would be on this chart as well. So that's just a huge advantage, first off, because the sports card market is becoming very segmented where cards are getting sold. And it's very important to track all that data and not just rely on one data source, which is huge. On top of that, they also have access to PSA population growth and reports, which is massive. I mean, this is the Giannis Antetokounmpo hollow PSA 10, the one I just showed. But from April and end of April until today, the growth of the PSA 10 population. Um, as you can see here, you know, in quarter three of 2021, it spiked hard. And then it stabilizes. Only one got added in the, in the last quarter of the year. I wrote up an article on this on Slapsex Instagram. You can read it to find out more info on this. But like this is something that Card Ladder is able to do. And like that is something that Nate and I were never able to get to um, with Slapsex Pro was even trying to integrate in the, the PSA pop. Like just the, the depth of, like Nate said, the database and the features is literally incredible what they were able to put together. And something that I think is of huge use, especially in trying to figure out um, when you know floors might be hit with cards and if they can rise based on supply levels and, and selling in the marketplace if more getting graded it's a very very big uh point of use now right here i just want to point out that slabstocks.com um the very first thing you see when you go to slabstocks.com now it used to be some slabstocks pro um header and stuff and then saying oh get on track your cards now but what's on slabstocks.com at this moment is a email sign-up form for our daily slab newsletter. As we're coming off Slab Sex Pro and launching the next segment of our company or the next you know chapter of our company, I should say, uh, the the daily newsletter is going to be one of the biggest information sources you can go to outside of our Instagram page, which I'm sure many of you follow at Slab Stocks. But if you go to slabstocks.com. This email comes out every single day at 6 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. There's multiple people that contribute to this email outside just uh, I was about to say Aaron and myself, Nate and myself. So we would appreciate it if you guys go to slabstocks.com put in your email and sign up for that daily newsletter because there's a ton of content that comes through here um, as well as like we just launched with this card ladder uh, data partnership. There's going to be plenty of write-ups on different cards trending in the sports card marketplace. Um, and it's very exciting to be able to get that information to yourselves in the morning and uh, start your day off with sports cards. And there's a lot of work that gets put in this email. So we would appreciate heading to slabsacks.com to um, – sign up and I'll put the, the link in the description for that. Now we're going to answer some more questions here. Uh, we, there's a question from Nick is card ladder free. So there's actually two versions of card ladder, card ladder and then card ladder pro. So I will detail that in a little bit. First off, I just want to spend 10 seconds on this tomorrow. Slab Sucks breaks 3 PM Eastern time. Slabsex.com slash shop um, to grab some packs for the breaks. As always, I just know that I launched these packs pretty late. And so I make sure people who do want to get involved with their breaks tomorrow, Nowhere to go, and that's to slabsex.com slash shop, and then watch it on the Slabsex Breaks YouTube channel. So now we are here upon, and this is actually the card ladder platform, and this is what's going to prompt me to go to the actual platform versus screen sharing it through a slide um, show. So if you stick with me here for a couple seconds, I will go and hit up the card ladder platform here. So this, what you're seeing right now, is card ladder pro. Now, if I hit this little arrow right here, it's going to pull up all these different tabs on the side. 
Um, you see dashboard, ladder, collection, shop, sales history, watch list, compare, feed indexes and submissions. Now, this is a lot of different information. We're not going to be able to cover it all right now because we are only a few minutes away from the Card Ladder team joining us. But I just want to show this, that there are so many features here with Card Ladder Pro. And if you're wondering what's the difference between Card Ladder Free and Card Ladder Pro. So on Card Ladder Free, you can look up all these different cards like this Joe Burrow Prism Silver PSA 9 here, the rookie that just jumped up to $508. Um, let me just extend my screen quick so you can see that. Um, this right here, if you're on the free version, you can only see three months and less. So this is three months of data and less, and you cannot see six months, one year, two years, or all time. If I hit the all time, there's all time. I hit the six months, here's the six months. Now, on top of that, a ton of these features on the left side here are with the paid version. Um, everything really from collection, sales history, watch list, and down that, well, not feed, but all that stuff is part of the paid features. And there are so many reasons to sign up for the paid features. The one I'll point out very quickly here is the sales history tab. Now this, you can search any card. They do not have to be indexing or tracking this card in their database for you to be able to figure out the sales history of a card through all these different platforms that they track. And it's all-time data too. So this is specifically for the Immaculate Josh Giddy RPA uh, that I just posted on Instagram. I use this to go and find all the sales data to make that post with. And you can literally look up something as terribly as the Devontae Graham um, let's just say for whatever reason, really? we wanted a pink uh, optic part of it. <laughs> you actually could go on here and see all the different sales. Yeah, find me, a, find me a pink uh, hyper. PSA yeah. 10? Yeah. Here's a 10 that sold for $26. Woo, I'm rich. So this is uh, this is um, quite quite the feature here because a lot of these you know different cards you might own as well with us right now are not tracked by your card layers indexes where you can see the actual graph like the Joe Burrow, but um, want to see the sales history, especially combining all the different platforms and the all-time history. So it's a great way to do it. Um, in my opinion, if you know I was signing up for the platform for one reason, I was going to spend the $15 a month it is to sign up. And by the way, if you do want to sign up for Slaps or for, for Car Ladder and you do want to hop on here um, and use these features, you can do that at the link I just put into the chat. That is like one of the most important features to me outside of the charts and the all-time data history because i have a lot of random soccer cards that i can use and find all the different history with um now nate i know you got some stuff on joe burrow but we do have the team waiting here so how about you just give us the quick hitter on why this joe burrow card jumped up to 508 dollars after yesterday's game if uh, any, has no. thrown over 900 yards in the last two weeks it's thrown a bunch of touchdowns jamar chase is a stud and also he is now third in mvp odds for vegas with third in mvp odds now can you believe that Who's he? Is he behind Rodgers and Brady? Yep. Ahead Where's of JT? Fourth. What? That's yeah. garbage. That's garbage. But if you check out here, uh, since Chris or the day after Christmas, this card's up three, nearly three hundred dollars, one hundred thirty percent in value. It displays the rate of growth, the real dollar change, all the different uh, amount of sales. Pretty incredible. And everyone, we will be doing way more videos on us in the future, using us in our content. So we'll cover it more in depth uh, as we go along our content journey with Card Ladder. But Right now, I do want to welcome to the channel Chris, Josh, and Christina. We've got the full car ladder team in the house today. Welcome, everyone. What's up, hey. guys? Hey. Hi. Thanks for having us, guys. Of course. Of course. And Josh, welcome as well. Thank you. Yes. It was fascinating watching you guys use the tool because you use it so much differently than I do that <laughs> it's just fascinating. <laughs> Well, hey, look at that. Now everyone's going to be able to see how we do it and, and use all different ways. I'm sure Josh uses it the best out of any of us because he's the one that built it. I so. really, I really doubt <laughs> it. 
Um, all right. Well, first off, like I said, welcome. Uh, before getting to anything about Card Ladder and the three people here, uh, I just want to give a big congrats to them because if you did not see in the news a few weeks ago, uh, Collectors, which used to be Collectors Universe, also owns PSA. Uh, they acquired Car Ladder and the platform and, and the team here. So that's amazing. Like that's a huge deal. And uh, just a big congrats to you all for, for running your dream and getting to that point. Cause that's huge and much success going forward too. Cause I know there's a lot more to come. Now I have a question and the question is give us the backstory of this team's creation in this platform. I think the biggest thing, when it comes to companies, creations, uh, and stuff that comes, you know, within a year and a half or two years that you guys have done this, how did you guys get here this quickly? And how did you guys form your team? I mean, I just want to hear the story. Christina might be the best one to answer that question. So what do you say, Christina? No, no, you're pointing to Chris on my screen, Josh. So yeah, <laughs> I think, I think Chris needs to answer that question. Okay, well, Christina was worried if she was going to get to answer a bunch of questions or not, so she, her chance has come and gone. So, okay. All right, This is we'll keep this real short and sweet. Um, you know, we'd been fascinated by sports card data for many years, and when the lockdowns and the stay-at-home orders happened in uh, March of 2020, that just kind of lit a fire under us to take some of the extra time that we all had and put it towards building this platform. You know, we'd been discussing doing stuff like it for a while, but uh, just finally the opportunity happened and we just decided to strike. And it's been a small lean team from the very beginning. And it still is to this day, although we're going to be doubling in size in about a month here. Um, but you know, that's, that's pretty much it, man. We, we launched on June 23rd, six twenty three six for LeBron, 23 for Jordan. And, um, we rolled out a super duper MVP, uh, to start, you know, when it was limited, but man, we were super nimble and people came to us with great ideas and we listened to them and we tried to incorporate them. And that's still the same exact thing we do to this day. In fact, Aaron, you can probably speak to that a little bit because you and I and Josh and, We've been going back and forth, and you'll you you've and and Nate, you know, helped us flag a Lewis Hamilton that was incorrectly labeled a base, but it was a sapphire, and we 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 rely on that heavily to to make our our uh, our product the best thing it can be. So it's it's really just a testament to the community at the end of the day that so many great collectors have been with us from day one, and and many more have joined us along the way, and just kind of gave us feedback tips helped us kind of create you know what the product is today yeah very quickly i'll let the rest of the gang talk but this lewis hamilton card right here um i texted chris about this morning that nate flagged told me as a base and it's actually a sapphire and within like a couple hours i think that the switch was made and also a really big deal here too is i'll hop back to this joe burrow um is that josh i suggested something the other day I think it was like yesterday or something about uh, this specific dark mode chart and how it was like light grayscale numbers. And I was just like, Hey, like my dad can't read it. <laughs> Can you switch it to white within a day? We have white numbers there and I, uh, it's going to be really cool to um, be able to use the dark mode graphs now. Slab sex content. So I just want to share that because Chris is right. I mean, I think as much as all, you know, all of us on this call and, and or on this meeting and uh, 
live stream, whatever you call it. And all the viewers watching the sports card community is really what drives this type of stuff forward. And I'm excited to see that like very soonly here after launching this partnership, they are, they're all in on uh, ideas and stuff and, and, and executing. It's really cool to see. And I just thank them for that too. And I'm sure everyone else does also. Yeah. And if you have more ideas like that, um, send them, send them our way. Cause we're very interested to hear, like I said, at the beginning, we're interested to hear kind of how, different members, you know, different like types of, of users use the app. And so if there's something that we're missing or that can be optimized or, you know, anything like that, we can, we can look into it. I just want to point out here. Uh, there's a question from Nick Foles about what platforms does Carlyer track for data? Is it all eBay or eBay and auction sites and stiff arm wax dropped the bomb that there's 14 different sources and all listed all of them there. And it is a lot. And it's very awesome to see all these different auction places. Uh, combined into one, including buy it now from eBay because uh, there's no easy feat. And it's so helpful, too. So helpful. I can't even say enough how how awesome it's been already seeing that. All right. Next up is I know that you kind of mentioned, Chris, like you started small and went from there. But I guess just for the viewers, just because I'm sure a lot of people want to hop on the car later and see how it works. And, are you know, I don't know how many people play Fortnite out there. But if you start Fortnite after like the first or second season, you can never go back and see the Fortnite one map and play it. What is what was the Fortnite one map for Card Ladder? And for people who can't go back and see it, how much has this thing progressed in the last year and a half? Because I want to believe it's meant a lot. Yeah, I bet we're all going to have a different answer. Um, I'll tell you what mine is. So one of the things that kept me intellectually engaged with the project from the first instant was trying to do price modeling for really rare cards that don't sell very much. And so the initial way we did that was excruciating because – what would happen would be, let's say we were trying to price a Giannis Prism Gold. Like, well, we would we would tie its historical data to a card that sells more frequently, like the Giannis Prism Silver. And so I would go and manually identify five different comps or less if there was less sales of the gold. And I would like line up like, okay, the last time the gold sold was for x amount of dollars and the silver sold for y amount of dollars a few weeks later so like there's a multiplier of 20x there let's just i'm just completely making these numbers up and i would try to find as many different multipliers that were based on historical data as possible and then josh built out the software that would allow me to punch in those multipliers and then um create an average multiplier and then apply that multiplier to project the price of the desired rare card that we were trying to price. And so that was a very manual labor intensive way of doing it. But I insisted that it happened that way because Josh obviously could have built the software to automate that. But I was very insistent that like it, it has to be manual because when you're just trying to compare one card's data point to another you know, sometimes two data points can be equidistant and like it takes some judgment to pick which one to use and other reasons like that. So that was the way we did it for a long time uh, for for the first year of the product's life cycle. And then um, and then we uh, Josh and I put our minds together and came up with a new way to price cards uh, once we rolled out player indexes. And so that was really tricky uh, trying to build indexes for different players we studied the methodologies that stock market indexes use and we borrowed heavily from them in order to solve some of the methodological problems that came up during that process but we built the indexes and then once we had the indexes we we're able to 
use the indexes to do price modeling based on historically correlated data points. So like the, the map one was like that old predicted pricing system that we had, which was very manual, very archaic, very limited. And then, you know, now we're in a whole different world now where it's completely automated. Users can use that pricing technology to get the price of any card. Like even if you're in the sales history feature, you know, if you search a sale and you click on the sale, um, you're going to get most likely a predicted price for that particular card or that particular player. Yeah. So like we have obviously an index for Mbappé and then you get what it's sold for and then you get the estimated value based on how his index has moved since that sale. So like for me, that's my thing, but like Josh and Christine are probably like, that's, that's such a small part of what the product is that they probably have different initial maps, but that's mine, Aaron. Awesome. Yeah, I can do the feature version of this, which the, the left nav helps guide this. I think we launched with a very minor version of dashboard ladder with like, was it 500 or 1,000? I think it was like, I honestly think it was like 500 cards. 500, yeah. And then collection, which was extremely dumbed down. And then compare and feed. I think that's all we launched with. And those were it. And the collection was like extremely, extremely bland. It was like add a manual card or just like add what we add. And there was no predicted pricing. There was no deep analytics. It was pretty, pretty plain. We didn't have the stats stuff. We didn't have any of that graphing. So I think that was it. And yeah, the ladder was like literally 500 cards. It was crazy. Before Christina answers, I just want to pull up this question from Elijah as Elijah's in here. And I think that you guys can answer this question about card ladder. It seems to focus more on ultra modern and high volume slabs. Any timelines to broaden the cards covered? Yep. Um, can't give too precise of a timeline, but the month of February, we're going to be in Orange County at the uh, Collectors Universe headquarters, um, bringing on board to our team five researchers who previously worked in PSA research efforts. I mean, at this time, the research efforts are done by Christine and myself for the most part, and we're able to allocate some percentage of our day to doing that. I mean, we're bringing on five full-time researchers, and they have different expertises. So some focus on TCG, which is incredibly underrepresented in Card Ladders database. Some are going to focus on vintage set building in, in all the sports, which is also underrepresented. Um, you know, we're going to we, – we've, we've chosen a very talented team that's going to help us build all different types of categories up, um, especially baseball. Baseball and hockey are underrepresented quite a bit. So, you know, we're, we're very cognizant of what cards, you know, are pretty well ones need more representation. And then in parallel to that, we're also working on technologically solving the problem of more comprehensive coverage as well. And I won't go too much into like how we're going to do that. Um, but just. We might have we lost, lost Chris him. there for a second. He is. A second. Am oh, I back? back yeah, you're okay, back. Okay, sorry. Okay, so I just want to say, even as you see us rolling out software solutions to these problems, we're not going to compromise our standard, which is that anytime a card profiles in our database and a new sale comes in, it's vetted by a researcher. So 
I don't, I don't want to, I've, I've already said a lot of things that are pretty mysterious there. So I'll just stop talking, but we're on a fast track to scaling the database in enormous amount, even by six months from now, let alone by year's end. Perfect. That's great. That's great. All right, Christina, back to you. Uh, version one of your Fortnite map or card letter map. Um, so, I mean, I think that like my like favorite, uh, like Josh said, like it was very basic at the beginning. It was definitely a passion project that kind of morphed into um, with great power comes great responsibility. And we weren't able to have this power just between the three of us. So we had to offer it to the rest of the hobby. Um, and I think that my favorite though, like since we've like grown out is and like added to card ladder has definitely been the submissions feature because this allows us to know what our members want and want to prioritize adding to the ladder. And I think that that like democracy is important um, so that we can see like, I mean, we have a pulse on the hobby, but collectors themselves uh, in our members are definitely more broadened than what the three of us see. And uh, we can now see through this what they think is coming up and what they want from their PC in. And then you can vote on it so that you can see, uh, like, yeah, the little thumbs up and thumbs down, guys. Uh, if you vote on it, you can help bump it up higher or lower on that list to get it in front of Chris and myself and on the ladder. Question, if something is displaying here, does this mean that you guys have not decided to add it yet? Yeah, so um, so what this is, is as a member, you can add uh, cards to the submissions portal and then every member gets to vote on it. So uh, this is the toplet. The way you're, the view you're looking at is uh, the highest vote, which uh, it looks like it's about 25 cards uh, or 25 votes. I mean, uh, so that card has voted been voted up 25 times. So that one is like next on the list to be added to the card to a card ladder. Sweet. Who in the wide world is voting up Nico Horner? I was thinking the same thing. Cubs fans. But you know, that's the thing. It only takes 20 to 25 votes to get to the top of that list. So people who uh, organize effectively can fast track their uh, their cards getting onto the ladder. Oh, boy. Oh, man, we got some work oh. to do here. Aaron, like a million accounts. Aaron, we're going to, yeah. <laughs> uh, fast track Kansas Jayhawk cards. Thomas Robinson, gold standard card is going to be right at the top. I want to point out really quickly here on the players index thing. You're going to notice that they just add Jonathan Taylor. Big shout out to Carlotta Fred and JT cards. 39 of them, actually. If you look right below him is Devontae Graham, who's actually a lower trender this month than Jonathan Taylor. Funny enough. You wait till Zion gets back. And then you talk to me about Devontae Graham and how good he is. I, I can't talk down on Devontae Graham because even to be trending 51% in a month is quite impressive. I mean, look at Steph Curry's right below him. I know it's 10 cards in there, but still. <laughs> cards, Very cool. Very cool. Um, I, I Honestly, I had a I had a question here, which was, uh, what's each of your favorite features? But I, I feel as if Map 1 actually told us each of your favorite features. Unless, Josh, I don't know if you said it, but is collection your favorite feature right now? You can answer that one. No, my favorite feature is more like the data that powers everything, which is really like the sales history plus the players indexes. That's yeah. um, 
it's maybe like hard to see that when you're using the app because we've really tried to make the app extremely simple and clean and, and not try to throw too much at you at once. But behind the scenes, there's actually a ton of data crunching going on in terms of the sales history. There's 25 million sales uh, index on Elasticsearch and it's all searchable using like eBay logic. And that's where Chris and Christina use a lot of their time and efforts is to like pin down exactly the sales you want to look for. Um, so I'm most, I, this is my favorite part of it. And um, that plus the indexes is kind of where we get a lot of our magic from. Yeah. So when Josh referenced eBay logic, if you use like parentheses and minus signs, you can actually pinpoint your searches or include as much as you want or decrease them as much as you want based on that. And uh, we can uh, attest that too. Um, eBay logic is very helpful when, when indexing cards and stuff. Um, you know but, yeah. What do you say, Nate? You know what's interesting to me is that we've had three different takes on what the most useful uh, tool is for card ladder, and yet their useful tools are different than probably our useful tools, in which mine is the compare tool. Like that's my favorite thing by far. Nate, give me your give me your top comparison right off the top of your head. Uh oh, wow. I really struggle. Uh Nate's not good at the top of his head. Can so I can do... I, or there you go. Yeah, Burrow or um Oh and give me Herbert or something. Yeah, there we go. Hey, I would say this is a little bit of Discovery Live right now. Um, when you click this, it like highlights everything most of the time. And then you kind of have to like click your cursor around. Yeah, that's if like the can... Google search way. I can we should talk about that. I just point down because I thought about that the other day and I forgot. Yeah, it's probably it's probably not good for compare, but it's it's kind of cool in the top header because like usually when you click the top, you're like starting over, but compare you're not. So like yeah, you... yeah, yeah, that's a good point right there. Was not right, expecting that. Is that Joe Burrow passed? That is Joe Burrow passed as of oh three dollars less last sold. <sighs> That's crazy though. That's crazy. crazy. Look at the yeah. gap, and now it's right back there. And that is why I love this tool because if you're just looking up them by themselves, you know, you don't really get that visual. Helps you learn. At least helps there you me. Go. Learn. Yeah, no, I like it a lot too. And I'm just gonna throw in here because this was I did want to point out the collection tool before they came on, but uh did not get to so my favorite feature they haven't mentioned my favorite feature in general is the sales history feature i mean that creating content that's bar none one of the best features there is because even if there isn't um a graph that's indexed yet i mean i found all that josh giddy sales history on his immaculate rpas like within two seconds this morning uh after that triple double or last night i looked it up and uh before the collection thing that adding the card is ridiculously cool if it's not in their database right now so if you have a joe burrow silver you could type it in and then punch it in, then boom, add it. If you click add manually and you upload an image, I'm just going to throw in an image of a, um, let's see here. Let's do this uh, Walker Beeler auto. It, can you guys see that? Yeah, you can. It image, image recognition on the label pulls in the year, the set, Walker Beeler, the number, the variation, the grade. And then all you got to do from here is select the category, baseball. How much did you pay? Um, I think it was like 240 and what's the estimated value, I guess, in my mind, I hope it's worth 240 so I'll put that. And bought that around October. But once I add that, and you can mark it as sold too, and you can track your sales history, which is very awesome as well. Um, but once I add that, it's going to add it to my uh, collection after I select how we want to figure out the estimated value of the card based on the card ladder value that Chris is talking about, uh, which is very cool that you guys also provide all the different research that goes behind that too. That's awesome. That's a, definitely a consumer confidence thing right there. But let's click player index because it is recommended. And this, you do have to select uh, individual cards. 
but we'll click player index and it'll estimate the value. And then right here, it'll log it and it says it's worth $154. And that's a big uh, rip myself. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. But that's um, what that's my Christian cool, McCaffrey though. collection looks like right now. So and go to scroll down to his index, like yeah. go to Walker Bueller's index. I'm guessing it's like down since you bought it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's, is- here's the index. And so I did buy it around October, which is like right up in here. Clearly, some of the cards dropped since then. But, I mean, this is something you all will have to talk to uh, more so than myself. But, you know, some of the cards in here, if you're talking about, like, the Topps Chrome Base, the PSA 9s and 10s, and there's not that many cards for Walker Beeler in general outside of his 2015 Bowman Chrome, you know, there's a chance that the Heritage on Card Auto is just a better card and is more resistant to the drop in value than these other cards here, like the yep. base PSA 10, which might have cratered since then, um, versus the other ones, like the Bowman Chrome Autos and whatnot. So, I guess that you guys can maybe speak to that really quickly for people who are using the estimate feature and speak to like if it's guaranteed or if it's not, which obviously it's not guaranteed, but I just want you to add your words to it. Yeah, I'll just touch on that really quickly. You're exactly right. Um, this the using the index to forecast a price is going to be highly imperfect, no matter how uh comprehensive the coverage of the player would be in some ways the more comprehensive the coverage gets the the less accurate it could be uh in in other cases the more accurate it would be there's reasons for that but you're exactly right that not all cards follow the trajectory of the index i think the best thing that an index can do is just kind of point you in the general direction of where the value is going and give you a a reasonable estimate of what's happened if you're like looking back from a year to two years ago but like, just so that we don't um, create any false impression that you know we're we're trying to say that this is the market value. It, this is just like this. This is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a neat, fun way to do it. So if you go to our dashboard, um, on the dashboard itself, there's a percentage. If you scroll down a little bit further, um, right there, CL value accuracy. That's a number that we publish every day, no matter how good or how bad it is. And all that number says is of the 2,800 sales that we vetted yesterday, the 2,814, the CL value, which is the same thing as the index modeling that we were just looking at, the the ability to use the last comp tied to the player's index to project the price, it was 72.57% accurate. So users can bear that in mind. They can say, okay, so there's maybe a plus or minus 30%. That's not like the statistically the most precise way to do it, but just roughly speaking, like, okay, so there's there's a big, pretty big margin of error here. And so in place of like, especially with more rare cards that don't sell that much, you know, this is the next best thing to being able to see a comp. But by the same token, it's just supposed to be a fun tool. And maybe it can be a little bit insightful, but it's not a definitive statement of market value. And primarily for the reason that you laid out Aaron. All right, so here here's I want to bring up a point that Chris made, you know, very rare card. So we have a immaculate, sorry not immaculate, exquisite noble nameplate of LeBron of 25 and this sold in 2015 through PWCC for 2400. You click on that, gives you the estimate value of 133 grand. Yep. And so that's going to kind of tell you what LeBron's that is telling you what LeBron's market has done. So like a little bit beneath where it says LeBron James on that page in his index value, there's just a little blurb, a little sentence or two that explains exactly how that value was derived. And it's just, look, here's what LeBron's index was worth on that day in October in 2015. And here's what his index is worth now. 
So if you just apply the rate of growth that the index experienced to the price that this card sold for, it's going to give you 133,000 as the uh, estimated value. Of course. So that that's, I like that a lot because that does work very well. Now I will point out one more thing about this, and this is just something I discovered. And I want people to think about too while using this. Um, if you do venture over to card ladder uh, after this or during it, whenever, um, the only other instances where I see like the card liar value, like where you, I just think to myself, like, okay, I shouldn't really think that this is the value. If I grade a card and I mark my purchase price as the purchase price of the card plus the grading fee, or if I bought a card on a deal, let's say at a show or whatever, and I plug in my purchase price from going to add it, like, let's say when I add that Walker Beeler, I put my purchase price as $100. Clearly, it's going to say it's worth like 75 or whatever. When in reality, if it's actually worth 240, it's worth 240. But this card specifically isn't indexed on card ladder, so we won't right. be able to know to go and grab that price yet. Let me add, let me yeah. add one more one more way, Aaron, because uh, I saw you start type his name and realize he doesn't have a player's index. When Christina way overpays for a Maxi Kleba card, the <laughs> player index would not be accurate because I'm trying to get that into my PC and I'm willing to like like one and a half X what that card is actually worth. So deals and steals and PC overpays, those aren't going to reflect well (laughs) using this. That's right. But let me just chime in on that, that Josh and I were talking about this very problem today and, and Josh has divined a way to maybe solve it. So we're, we're, that's actually something that we're actively like thinking about right now, Aaron is like when you have that situation where the price you paid, whether it's because you bought it wrong, got it graded, or you just got a great deal. How can we solve it so that you can still input the price you paid and have accurate record keeping, but you can tie it for the purposes of your collection management to a more accurate price? And so we've been, we were literally talking about that problem just hours ago, Josh. Just, yeah. I, I mean, I, I got to imagine using that sales history with all those different sales and co- tying keywords together, you guys got it, bang, boom. And then also, I'd love to see the grading multiplier applied in there too. For if you do grade a card, you can kind of check it as graded um, that applies that to your card, given the different values that reads between all your different cards. Like there's so many cool things you guys can do, which is, I guess I'm not jealous. I'm just happy for you all that you guys have built it. Um, it's yeah. awesome. And I'm even happier that we're able to uh, bring this feature and all these different sweet pieces of tech to our audience. I um, mean, I did see a question earlier um, that was from Jordan. I want to point out, I can't, Probably, oh, there we go. Jordan says, hi, everyone. How will part, how will this partnership work between Carlyer and Slabstocks? Uh, the way this is going to work is that Carlyer, like I said, like this is not anything I wouldn't say if I wasn't saying camera. They built the best platform out there for collectors. Um, what they built with all these different data sources and with all these different player indexes and with all the different analytics that are going to us in the collection tracking, it's it's truly incredible. And we knew that once Slabstocks Pro, our dream and passion, um, which really wasn't tech. It was more so just using the data to create the content for others, but we wanted to create it because it wasn't out there yet. And now it is because of card ladder. And this is going to get, this is going to give us the ability to um, shed all this light on all these amazing, not only features here, but in reality, it's just going to su- like supply all of our content with all of their data. And it's going to make it not only better, but it's going to make it more engaging and it's going to bring out better insights too. So I'm super pumped for that reason because Nate and I have always loved hopping on podcasts, making Instagram posts, just talking about this movement in the card space. And once we had to get so deep into like spending all our time building out tech that we were in no, you know, business with in experts in at all, we were just trying our best at it. And uh, it's, it's amazing to see it come to life here 
through card ladder. Um, and right now, Tony, I believe, right, guys, I can click dashboard and it'll tell you. 19,777. Yep, there you go. That's right. So it's 19,777 cards right down the card ladder database. I'm sure many more to come. Many, many more to come. Um, if anyone has any questions in the chat, feel free to drop them because we have a little bit of time, but I also have another question to ask them. So please, if you do have a question and want to give it in the comments, we can pull up a couple here throughout the next um, 15 minutes and get them to, to, to answer some of them uh, because obviously, you know, they're here uh, offering their time for everyone. And, and once they're off this episode, Nate and I are running free with all their data. So if you guys got some, ask it down. Otherwise, you can send a DM on Instagram probably. But um, let's see here. First off, I'll just start with each of you. We can go in a round circle and then uh, as people ask questions, we can do them. But what's the future of Carlyer now that PSA or really collectors um, acquired you all? Like what 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 is going to come over the next year, two years, five years? I know you can't share everything, but does anything get the people excited about sports cards in general and data? Yeah, Uh I'll, I'll jump in first, but I think we can all kind of speak to different things that we're each excited about in terms of teaming up with collectors. Um, probably the one that is most immediate in my mind is just that we're going to be adding five new researchers and we're going to be training them next month. And so to me, you know, the scaling up of the databases and the, and the backing of Collectors Universe resources to do that is going to be a huge change for this platform. And you know, right now you might see 30, 40, 50 cards added per day. Um, that's going to be 400, 500 cards per day pretty soon. So to me, you know, one of the one of the best parts about now being, you know, teamed up with collectors is being able to grow the database. Because like the one thing that just stresses me out is not having the cards in the database that everybody wants to see in the database. And so that to me is going to like make me put me at ease. You know, it's going to make me feel like we're serving the collectors and the members, you know, even better. So for me, that's, that's a big thing I'm excited about and teaming up with collectors. Sweet. Um, let me pull up a question here because there's kind of two that are asking the same thing. Just for people who did miss out, just quickly uh, have uh, one of them brief over it. But Carlyer value accuracy and player index slash forecast, um, the quick 30-second elevator sure. pitch on how it's used. Yep, that's real simple. So like yesterday, we had about 2,800 sales. Each sale or each comp that was vetted last night is compared against what its projected value was. So if let's say a card ended up selling for $100, and the card letter predicted value or projected value on it was $84. Okay, there's a $16 difference. So there's that would that would be an 84% accuracy. And so what we do is we just record the software records every single accuracy level for every single sale that happens. Maybe this one's 84% accurate, the next one's 62% accurate, the next one's 76% accurate accurate and then at the end of the night all 2814 measurements are totaled and then averaged, and then that's how that average is derived. Are, are they weighted or no? Weighted average to the value or just all equal? They're not weighted. And, like, we do that because, like, if we wanted to, we could sort of start tinkering with this. We could throw out raw cards, which, like, those naturally vary. You know, we have a lot of raw cards, and those will naturally vary from maybe it's $10 one day, $2 the next day, $4 the next day. And so, like, we could throw out raw cards. We could apply different weights to sort of – 
but we want to display a lower accuracy number. We, we don't want a number up there that's like 96%. That might make card ladder seem really shiny and cool in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to lead people to have more confidence than we'd like them to have in any attempt to model pricing. Because at the end of the day, a card's price is determined by what the two highest bidders bid on it on that particular day at that particular time. And there really is no way to predict that, you know, things can change and there can be so many variables that influence the outcome of, of how something sells on a particular day that we're trying to walk a fine line. We're trying to give people a tool to help model pricing, especially for more rare cards, but we're not trying to make a definitive statement of value. It's just a tool. So that's kind of why we do it that way and why we've, we've set up the system in a way that's going to produce a lower number than if we wanted to get fancy with it. And keep in mind, you know, Chris was saying we want to create a tool for rare cards. This is not to say that they are neglecting non-rare cards. Like you type in the red, white, and blue Luca, and it's not as rare. You know, there's a thousand five hundred in the pop is like you know a number out of twenty-five. But there already has all the sales data here because it's selling all the time. So that's why he's bringing it up. I just want to make sure because sometimes I think people can blur the lines of what people say. I just want to make sure people don't think that you're saying. Uh, we're ne you know neglecting non-numbered cards or whatever it is and as you can see here for a card like this that sells so frequently it takes into account auction sales only i'm assuming that's that's throughout all platforms not just ebay yep we got pwcc right there so if you i will point this out for everyone if you didn't see that if you click on the view all sales on the right side of the screen here it will show you every sale that goes into that chart and you can set a date right there that you want to see um and then you can look and it gives you the platform ebay my slabs pwc those are all linked out too except obviously ebay 91 plus days out ebay deletes that Deleted, uh, yeah, yeah th they like kill that link but if you click on the january 1st like that will bring you to ebay you click the pwcc wherever it is uh in the sales history and that will bring you out to pwcc's uh sale of that card so that you can, for some of those rare cards especially, you could check the serial number, you could look at the old patches um, and really dive in and find the card that you're looking for. Yeah, I would say I was clicking them, but uh, on StreamYard, I can't like just switch tabs back and forth. So I'd have to like do some big process to stop sharing and reshare, but they do link out to each place, which is awesome to see too. So you can verify it yourself. Um, Elijah's a great uh, leadership team here it takes commitment in your core team and it shows just want to shout out to the to the carlara team uh, what elijah said and uh blessing break says love carlara but i hope they really start to add some more cards instead of just the uh niche ones and chris did confirm earlier that that is definitely the plan bringing five researchers to tackle different segments of the market um i have plenty of recommendations for soccer cards if you need them <laughs> and then uh oops i was going to click on uh this one PSA set registry with card ladder. Is that in the future or is that probably something you maybe cannot share or can share? It's okay if you just say pause for now. Yeah, we can talk a little bit. First, uh, can you refresh and go to compare? I fixed that. Yeah. Refresh. Oh, yeah, refresh. I got to refresh. You're right. You're right. So if we yeah. type in 2020 Prism, Joe Burrow, just click on the first one and I click back up here. Yeah. Oops, I got to start retyping. Yeah. There you go. Click around. Look at that. Hey, Josh, we're working on the call. Um, I will say this might have reverted the coloring, or maybe that's just my screen. Maybe yeah, brush I'll again. fix it. It's yeah. because of something else, but yes. <laughs> Don't All worry. Right. I, I'm well aware of how fixing one thing breaks another. We've been told yeah, we learned that plenty of times. Well. <laughs> you fix one thing, nine other mistakes pop up. You fix it usually one happens, other, but 
Yeah. Chris and Christina don't notice because I fix before they notice. That's usually the game is like, <laughs> how fast can I fix it before they say something to me? Um, PSA set registry. Yeah, sorry. The, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't like speak to how it would actually be inside of card ladder because I think there's probably plans to to combine like some of the card ladder collection data with PSA site registry and kind of bring that outward. I don't know that it'll ever be inside of card ladder directly, but I, you know, I can't say for sure. I know, I know that there is some desire within collectors to have the, what about the other way around? So PSA collectors who are in their PSA dashboard can see the the value change through card ladder. That is much more likely because they're gonna, that seems a lot more possible. Yeah. They're leaning into like us as for more on the data side in, in terms of integration with their tools and, you know, we're going to kind of keep this standalone UI as it is. And potentially we could integrate some more data on their side because we have access to that data. So it's it's really just a matter of like, do we want to do that? Well, I'm sure the PSA population report deal where I post that chart in the Giannis, it's going to be much more extensive, I bet, at some point. They don't um, even have that kind of stuff. They don't have any, ter- any, ter- any sort of like long-term population growth like we do. That's why we added it. And that's why if you look at them, it only goes back to when we started tracking the card. That is that's actually kind of unbelievable, but <laughs> I'm glad you guys start tracking it. Uh, that that is very cool, very very cool. Um, I hey, want to uh, point out. Go ahead, uh, Nate. I was just going to point out a question from Dirk. Wax prices included in Card Ladder? We do have some boxes in Card Ladder. Uh, as a member, feel free to request others. Um, about once a month, I go through the submissions feature and try and find all the boxes and. And add them in, uh, but like we definitely need more. So I appreciate you, recommendations on that. Do you get card letter values for wax? Like, if there's a rare box. Will you get a card letter value for that? No, just because there's no index to tie it to. So, okay. there, that's, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna try to game the system and uh, have you guys card letter value like boxes cheaper that I can buy from slab stocks for myself for cheaper than we paid. <laughs> We don't don't game the system ever. So all about transparency and accuracy. So that's not not us. We don't even joke about it. When Nate says game the system, Nate's trying to game me for money is what he's trying to say. Not (laughs) anyone else. Exactly what I'm trying to say. Well, look, if if you guys that wrongly, my bad. If you guys have wax for sale in this in your store, which I know you do, maybe a future collaboration as well as um because like if even if you scroll down on some of these pages, like if anything that's in our shop function, which like we didn't even talk about that because there's a lot, but like, yeah, like, look, you know, here's listings on my slabs of those boxes, you know, and we could definitely talk about getting um, slab stocks listings into there through the shop feature as well, potentially. So the shop feature is super powerful. Like, you know, it, it's searching live listings on my slabs on PWCC's fixed marketplace, as well as their auctions, um, heritage gets searched and we're working on bringing in our sister company golden as well so we're definitely very high on this the shop function as well it can be a great way to find some great prices there you go uh, i'm assuming that just brought me externally to my slabs when the futures are ever going to be a um side by side like if cards are indexed like i haven't actually looked at that yet but like let's just say i do find Drobro silver you're gonna have enough uh cross-referencing like keywords wise that this would tell me like the current car layer value yeah, that's. I'll let Josh speak to that. Yeah, we have. A, you're asking about the index or the sales history or the comps. Um, I was talking about like if you have right here a my slabs card of this Joe Burrow, yeah. if there's ever going to be a time that you would be able to tie this back to the index for the 2020 Prism Joe Burrow, where it said it on here on the screen 
like what's yeah, the, so the goal being like you want you want to know what it's worth for real yeah basically at yeah, that exact so, moment yeah we have a ticket for that uh we just haven't done it yet cool i just checked we, check we, we're a little bit nervous about that because i actually don't like it when marketplace tools like tell you what it's worth now granted like we aren't the marketplace and we're not the ones like selling it so it's a little bit different but yeah i just i just hesitate in how you do it like it has to be done in the, in the right way that you're not like you know uh potentially defaming the the marketplace companies that have stuff that's potentially overpriced or whatever so you just got to be a little bit careful I agree with that too. And that was one of our big things too. When we were thinking about it, we were very much in the mindset that we have to make sure that people know when the last sale date wasn't only last sold so that they can just That's like, you know, point. like, you know, you know that Joe Burrow threw, threw for 900 yards. Like clearly the last sale, if it happened two weeks, it was going to be lower than this one. Like that's just obvious. So like just yeah, to make sure people. I think that's read. the solution, right? And that's why when we put in the CL value on all the card profiles, we were very purposely put the last sold price and date right below it right next to it so it, it didn't get confused of like you know we're, we're not trying to hide the last sold and we're not trying to like go against what the comps are like it's clear very clear that it's a separate piece of data yeah and so i think your solution is good for the shop got you uh hey one more recommendation live on the on the stream here so we've got our watch list here and something i was thinking was when you got the little drop down here adding a, a monthly change that that just ties back to the uh last or whatever you you know carlyer whatever you guys want to tie it back to carlyer value last so whatever it is monthly change would be pretty cool in the watch list um because nate added just like an incredible amount of cards here and be fun to just like you know of the cards where we're mostly watching to see which ones are moving the most monthly weekly whatever yeah yeah okay. definitely damn yeah you guys wasted no time Loading up that watch list. So you had the oh my gosh, here. Nate went hard. He's like, Hey, yeah, I added a couple cards. I'm like, dude, there's so many in here. Like, this just keeps on going. Nate, oh we'll have God. to uh I'll have to message you after and offline and get you your own account so that you could stop clocking up errands. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I clocked okay. it up on purpose for slab stocks uh nice. content usage. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it because we are using kind of a centralized account to make sure we do we that we can't see it together versus uh, differently because we can always go up here and sort it by soccer. I just want to see soccer. Why is it showing the pop? Why would Why would you want to do that? I don't know. Yeah, I see pop reports here, Josh. If that's what you're talking about, super annoying. Every time you're showing me something, I'm like literally coding. I fixed the compare thing, by the way. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with the pop reports? It was showing NA on some of those. I don't know why. Oh, I did see that a couple times earlier too. I don't know. It looks fine to me. Like, this is a raw, though. So yeah, it's for the raws. Yeah. No, I know. I saw other ones. Just, it's okay. Oh. I've already, you guys are like talking and I'm writing stuff down. It's fine. Just awesome. pretend I'm not here. Awesome. Um, <laughs> they thought they were going to end the night with a casual uh, conversation, not taking notes and doing work. <laughs> yeah. Always on the clock. Yeah. Hey, if I learned anything from Chris's post the other day, it's like he's always on the clock. So I'm okay with texting him at 10 o'clock tonight about Joe Burrow gold prism. <laughs> That's right. No, I mean, dude, the Burrow market too. I'm sure you guys have touched on it quite a bit. And I love that post you made about it. But something really unique is happening with Burrow cards right now. You know, there's there's been a lot of, uh, you know, modest energy in football cards since the season started. And now Burrow is just breaking through in such a major way. And look, you know, it's very difficult to win a Super Bowl or even get to a conference championship. But man, they just knocked off the best team in the AFC. And if they can make a real push, I just, man, Joe Burrow cards. 
Oh boy, I I just wish I owned some. That's pretty much where I'm going with that. <laughs> he's just he's just a sad boy right now. And I will point <laughs> out, um, Chris brought up the the football trend. You can go under the indexes and click on each individual sport. I didn't show that earlier. Different sports. Click on the index. This is the all time index, which obviously it's going to be exploded, just like all cards. Um, but if you click on like three months, you know, like that goes back to uh, beginning of October. So. As you can see, you know, pretty much green all over the place, daily, monthly, and quarterly change, which is cool to see. Uh, and probably speaks to a testament of how much the big guys have grown. Because I'm sure the small guys have fallen some too. But um, sometimes it just takes a couple of Joe Burrows to hold up an index, I guess. I guess so, man. You know, vintage football is doing really well right now. Like, saw Joe Namath rookie come through the sales uh, uh, review process last night, set an all time high. It, it's, there's this market, man, it's so complicated. You know, there's just I, so many different silos to, to think about. I agree. And I just realized whenever I pull up a comment, I completely block Christina's face. That was not intentional to put you down there. I don't know how you got there, but you're blocked sure. right now. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, uh, Adam, here's for sale. This is actually a great uh, feature. Mm-hmm. Would there be a way to add time filter of start of season and kind of ranging back to that given season? I know it's hard if uh, maybe it's just the most recent season, obviously, but that'd be cool, you know, just to type punch that in quick and see. Obviously, you can do some Googling and customize it. And that is something to point out is that I'll click cards here. And um, let's just take this Tua, for example. If you go here, you can customize any any timeline you want. Um, so in essence, you would probably go to something like September, uh, I don't know, the 9th or whatever. And then go to the most recent date, the 3rd. And then that would be your total season. But cool to think about just to make everything easier. Yeah, and I just want to point out uh, Leland asked if uh, we have pop like what companies we have pop population reports for we have PSA BGS and SGC. Yep. So let me just pull up like a 9.5 here so people can see there's the BGS 9.5 pop um, tracking the pop report growth for them too. And then if you go to like, a, let's just say like an SGC 10 um, here's Nate's favorite card because he's got one back from PSA. Uh, we've got a, the SGC 10 pop since uh, July, which has doubled that just goes to show you how many cards have gone sent to SGC. <laughs> I never like, I never use that feature, but anytime someone clicks on one and it's like doubled in two months, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. It's just so crazy. So crazy. Um, all right. Well, Hey, last, last thoughts just on, just on what you're excited about the sports car market and, and uh, car layer to go Wait, forward before, before we do that, Aaron, yeah. I just want to clear up for Leland cause uh, they seem to be confused. So every card on card ladder is for that grade and that grades pop alone is shown in the pop. So this pop report of 614 is just for the SGC 10 Gen Mint. Of Acuna Jr., this base one. Yes. Yeah. So the SGC 9 would be separate and like the PSA, like those are all different pops. And I just want to point out one last thing too before a wrap up. Um, I saw a question earlier about uh, the partnership in general, and, like what it means. Is it is it merging slaps and car ladder? No, it's there's no merge in any sort of way. Um, this is a completely independent partnership on both sides. Um, if anything, it's just going to be us two working together to bring more sports car data to the community and to hopefully um, build a better atmosphere for everyone to learn and uh, develop their own collections and and enjoy cards more together. Because I think that's both of our goals. Um, for us specifically, our mission is to make sports cards accessible to everyone. And once I knew that Car Ladder was really doing that on a high level, I was like, hey, this is time to, to Nate. And Nate actually came to me too, so I shouldn't play that down. Nate came to me. And um, I was very happy he did and fortunate he did because I think this is such an important thing. Um, data in the space, but not just data 
you know, good data, transparent data, and and lots of data from lots of different sources. I can't downplay or upplay that enough, I suppose, um, how much that matters. And 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 just as independent as we are of each other, that means that any content we create, it all comes from us, just as it was before. I want to make that very specific. And every single thing we do, um, you know, we we obviously have partnerships formed. Um, but every single content piece we, we produce, it comes from, from our minds and our heart and we, and we put it out there Um, these other places just give us the tools to do so, um, which is awesome. I think, you know, to, to be able to come this far as a company with Nate and, and then to have people like, you know, Chris and Josh and Christina here so, to support us and, and PWCC and SGC and all these other places is very, very cool. Um, and I'm very, you know, we're very fortunate. And uh, blessed to be able to do this, you know, never did I think as a kid growing up collecting cards that they go this far. But here we are today. I'm sure you guys thought the same exact thing. So or didn't think the same thing. That's Nate, a great point, Aaron. And, uh, you know, man, think about the journey, man, of how of, of just the last three, four years, you know, just how, how much everything in this industry has changed. And it's just it's mind blowing, man. That's awesome. Uh I don't think so. Leland says it's Carl Lair show. Things are at PSA, BGS, SEC, waiting to be graded. They don't really probably release any of that information, so I'd say no. That'd and you, neat. Chris, can confirm that. <laughs> that would great. be cool. <laughs> that would actually change the game. That would totally change the game. It would. So then you could know you could know if you're sitting on 10 Kyle Lewis PSA 10s to dump them when uh, another uh, 10,000 are about to come back. Or you know that you're literally about to make no money. One of the two. <laughs> That's that right. was a very big shot of Nate right there. Sorry. I am I'm not I'm not salty about one year ago Nathan sending in 10, 10 Kyle Lewis's to get graded at $17 a pop at all. Not hey, at least it wasn't like $50 a pop, so there's that. That's true. But you wouldn't have done that. Um all right, team. Anything else to end today's episode? Chris, anyone let her rip if you have it. Yeah, I'll just let it rip and then pass the mic to the other two um to give any final thoughts. You know, you were saying like what thinking about the sports card market. Um, I just have like two or three very quick things on that. The first one is that uh, we saw an unprecedented bull run in sports cards that began around this time one year ago. And it's interesting to see what's going to happen going into. Yeah, exactly. Look, that, that crazy spike that was like February and March of last year. Yeah, so that was insane. It, it, it was insane, right? And he's looking at the card letter 50 index which is like tracking the types of cards that were most susceptible to the price fluctuations that we saw. And so like there's, for me, there's a lot of uncertainty, excitement, nervousness going into this year as we enter that same phase and what's going to happen in our market. So like, it's just really fun and interesting to keep an eye on that. And then the other one is that, um, you know, Nate mentioned the compare feature and I was on clubhouse late last night talking with some collectors who are very excited about Joe Burrow. And we just started using the hell out of that collect feature to just line up Burrow cards. And no matter which way you sliced it, his cards just seemed so underpriced for the moment. So like we, we ended up putting his, uh, Mahomes' contenders PSA 10, which last sold for $50,400. We ended up lining up that against the Burrow, which like the Burrow is not in there yet. So I shouldn't even be talking about this. It's waiting to be processed, but we, we were, we were, we lined it up and the Burrow last sold for $3,400. So there was like a 15 X multiplier from the Burrow contenders, PSA 10 to the Mahomes. So that's not a perfect comparison because there's Burrow has a variation and more parallels, but then we also, and these two actually are in the system right now. We lined up yeah. the Mahomes field level silver PSA 10 
and we lined up the 2017 and we lined up that against the Burrow uh, 2020 field level silver PSA 10. And we found the multiplier there to be 10 X. And so like, once again, we were just kind of looking at that and we were saying, man, would you rather have 10 Burrow field level silver PSA 10s or one Mahomes? And, you know, it's just a thought experiment at the end of the day. Sometimes it can be a call to action. Sometimes it can't. You see all the information you want is there. The pop reports are there. So you can see that the Burrow pop is is almost two times what the Mahomes is. And the Burrow pop still could probably grow where the Mahomes probably won't. So there's lots of different variables to take in mind. But just, you know, it could just be really fun. And and that's that's the end. That's why I'm going to end this on, man. This is why I'm so excited about partnering with you guys. You make content that's really fun. And it's informative, but it goes back to the heart of the hobby, which is just, this is a hobby, you know, we should be enjoying ourselves. And so that's kind of what we're always focused on is just having fun in the hobby and the hobby, making your daily life better, taking away the everyday stress of your life and just having fun with sports cards and allowing sports cards to be an extension of your sports fandom. So I, you know, you guys have a, have a very clear mission statement relating to education. Education is fundamental to enjoying this hobby and succeeding at it. So just very excited to be here with you guys, and and we're looking forward to collaborating with you. Awesome, thank Love you. It. Yeah, uh, obviously echo everything Chris said. Um, I I think you know us um, collaborating with you guys and and joining this partnership is a lot of like getting the three of us out of our comfort zone a little bit. You know, we focus on a pretty niche part of the hobby, I would say, in, in terms of like collecting super rare. You know, um, just like sticking to our player. So to have someone that's speaking to the app and how they use it in terms of, you know, the investing side or like looking for deals or, you know, navigating the app in different, in a different fashion is to me is a great challenge for us. And I'm excited for that. And hopefully we can use this opportunity to make the app better for everybody. And we can bring in a new group of people that we otherwise may not have reached because we just don't, you know, we don't have that type of audience. So I think that's what we're, you know, most excited about for sure. And, uh, and we're really excited about what you guys are doing. So, hoping to keep keep uh keep growing and keeping this more fun like Kristen. awesome when you uh, have two very smart people who speak in front of you there's not much to add at the end so i'm just gonna ditto them and uh <laughs> thank you guys for the time today and having us on yeah that's uh no worries at all i mean i have to follow up nate all the time sometimes in the weekly slab so i know how it feels you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, I just gave you credit. Chill. I know. I don't. I don't like compliments. I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> um, I will say, I am. I'm super energized. I'm very thankful for for the Carlyer team in general, and also for uh, embarking this endeavor with us. And I will say, uh, one of my favorite parts so far has been. I still got that feeling of uh, working on a platform without owning it or being a you know necessarily a part of it because I. I'm, I can't believe all my things I've already suggested to Chris and Josh to, to change. I feel bad, but it just brings that fire out of me that that feels like them them you have like a a nice little uh, side side gig now. That's uh, it's fun. I mean, this is great. This is such a great platform. It's such a such a fun thing to to use because I think that's the most important part that Chris touched on is it's fun. I mean, this has been fun using this. I've not sat here and been like this is a burden to use this darn thing this is what i wanted when i was like a sophomore in college was this and it you know, took some time between you all building us and us trying and, and not getting there but now getting to use this which is way better because that's what i want and it's, it's just great so I'm, I'm very thankful for you all um and uh very excited about the future nate i'll let you say your last hurrah and then we'll uh get going for the day Ooh, really leaving me to last um oh, yeah. 
I'm gonna ditto what Aaron said. I uh I I too am very excited to use this thing. I've used it a little bit, not as much as Aaron, not as much as Aaron, but it has been a thrill to use on my end after after working on our platform and knowing all the intricacies that go with it and get collecting the data and this and that. Um getting to go on here and just see the data there without having to touch it at all is like the greatest thing in the world. And then also seeing the amount of guys you have that we didn't have um, baseball, notwithstanding, you know, but you guys are going to build baseball. You said that, and I'm excited for it. And if you need suggestion of guys, I'm there for you. I can suggest guys all day long until my, uh, until my hair falls out. Well, it's already falling out, but you get the point. Um, Just make sure you spend enough time creating content. Otherwise this is a fail. (laughs) That's true. But uh I'm just, I'm just, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this partnership. I think it's, it's good for people in general, just in everyday life to see two companies that were not necessarily working against each other, but working on the same thing and uh, coming together kind of gives hope for uh, everything else in life. So. Yeah. And I want to point out too, we made very clear in our uh, Instagram post we put up on our launch day. Uh, these three have been friends of us, you know, all this time. I remember interviewing both Chris and Josh and vice versa with Josh too, nearly two years ago, probably at this time. And um, they're great individuals, you know, never has there been ill will felt towards anyone sitting here creating a product that has became a masterpiece in my mind. And it's going to continue to get even better uh, and faster at that too. And, and I just want to, you know, thank them not only for, for working, you know, together now in the future, but just for the friendship too, because it's, it's great to be able to sit on this call now with, with Chris and Josh and Christina versus like trying to walk around it. Cause I want to, you know, you guys are, you guys are all great. And, um, we're happy to be here with y'all. Very, very happy. And I can't wait for the future. Right on guys. What a way to kick off the new year. Absolutely. I'm glad how that worked out too. I was very ready to go on Jan one and here we are now Jan three. So let's keep it going. And I just want to thank everyone too, for coming to today's stream uh, means a lot for coming here and, and listening to us talk about Carlyle with the great Carlyle folks here and uh, seeing how we're going to be able to build together and, and build a, a very transparent and uh, great community for sports cards going forward. Cause this is really gonna, this is really going to do wonders. I think for everyone involved uh, and hopefully the audience too, because this, this is going to be so awesome to have you all use this as we are too, and learning about sports cards with us. So if you do want to see more card layer content, of course, follow us at slab sex and Instagram, follow card layer and Instagram too at card layer. They post all their own content on the sports car marketplace. Um, so you'll be, definitely get a large touch of that just through social media. Um, but on top of that, if you do want to dig in really deep yourself, uh, the link I just pasted in, the uh, YouTube chat, you can go sign up for an account right now. There's the annual price break, too. If you do want to jump into the yearly, uh, I would recommend that just even if as much as saving yourself the headache of finding all the sales history, because if anyone's tried, there's a big headache to get sales history, um, especially <laughs> when you're talking about from different platforms. So that will help a lot, help us a lot. It obviously helps you a lot. And uh, that's all I got to say for today. So. Last thing is uh, don't forget tomorrow, Slab Sox Breaks, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Slab Sox Breaks YouTube channel. But other than that, Thank you, everyone, for coming to another Slab Stocks YouTube Live on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be back next week at the same time, and we'll surely be using the Car Ladder Pro platform in that video to talk about the different sports car marketplace trends and sports trends in general, too. And we're pumped about it. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait. So we will see you all then, and thank you all, and have a great week.